This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle's all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. By introducing sexy, fun, and interesting topics related to sex, sexuality, sensuality, sexual pleasure, all those good things. Our goal is to open the dialogue about great sex because... Great sex matters and you deserve it. So... Are you looking to spice things up and get more out of your sex life, but you're hesitating to try new things for reasons you aren't quite sure about? Perhaps your confidence is lacking or you feel like your sexual desires are not in line with your morals. Is there something wrong with having a kinky side? Well, not according to sexologist Dr. Gloria Brain, who's living proof that eroticism and intimacy can be harnessed for better health and emotional well-being. Yeah, and what a show we have today with Dr. Gloria, and we're going to find out how important it is to recognize your true sexual identity and embrace it proudly. Mm, Now, let's remind everyone that uh, to join us on some upcoming trips. Yeah, we love to travel. So on May 20th, we're going to Atlanta, and we're going to be partying at the sensational Trapeze Club. And we look forward to meeting some of our old friends and making some new friends. And we're going to be there Saturday night, May 20th. Yes. And don't forget, Naughty in Orleans. That's July 5 to 9 with our Vanilla Twist Travel Group. We're going to be doing our Great Sex Matters Couples Workshops. And, of course, we're going to be doing lots of parties. We love to party. And if you like to party, come with us to Naughty in L.A. and our couples cruise from September 30th to October 7th. That's the beautiful Norwegian Pearl. That's a jewel-class cruise ship. That's going to be our playground for the whole experience. And a playground and a playroom on top of it. And it's a combination of three nights of being naughty in Los Angeles and the four-night cruise to make this a sexy, fun, week-long party. And if you like Naughty in Orleans and couples cruises, then this is the best of both worlds, all wrapped together for a week-long party that you're never going to forget. And go check out our website, carolandavid.com, to find out where we're traveling next. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David. Now, on today's show, Sexual Empowerment, we're going to be talking about how we feel about our own sexuality, And how our sexuality makes others feel about us. We sure are. And, you know, we want to believe that society is changing. You know, that it's becoming more sex positive. And although it's getting a little bit better day by day, there's still so many stigmas about sex and sexuality out there. Yeah, and especially when we're talking about those alternative lifestyles like swinging, BDSM, transgender, and many others. Yeah, and there is lots of them out there. But I remember when we discovered the swinging lifestyle, I can remember how I felt that very first time that we played in the lifestyle. 
I know we've told the story before about how we fell into the light swing on lifestyle vacation in Cancun when we were on vacation. Exactly, and we yeah, we had that chance to talk to a couple sitting beside us on the beach. Right? Yeah, they were an amazing couple. I think they were European, and they just sat there and they explained everything to us, and it was so exciting and invigorating hearing this whole new world out there. Yeah, we didn't even know it existed. We asked lots of different questions, and finally, after several days of you and I, David, we were talking about it. Yeah. We said, oh, maybe we should try something And, and they like must that. have sensed our energy because they invited us to play with them that night. And that was our first experience into swinging. And we've never looked back since. But it was just so awesome, that experience. And we certainly did not have any shame or regrets or any negative afterthoughts after that. I actually remember that it was like, it was a revelation for me. I felt like I had discovered my real true self, like that secret sexy person inside of me was allowed to come out and play. And it was okay. It was, and we loved to play. So, you know, and then we decided we wanted to explore more and the idea of having multiple sex partners while still remaining and I'll slow down on this. We, we are so emotionally monogamous. It's unbelievable. And it was just, you know, doing all that sexy, fun stuff with other people, staying emotionally monogamous. It was just so intriguing to both of us. And it was kind of like having your cake and eating it too, right? Oh, I love eating cake and <laughs> e- eating you as well. But remember how we just, we came back from that trip and we just wanted to tell everybody, like we wanted to stand on the mountain and shout out, we just found something so cool. It was. It, it was like that concept was just part of who we are yeah and and the swinging lifestyle is it's getting bigger yeah. you know i mean it's only four percent of the population but you know as we got out there and we got to meet people um we found out how amazing they were and how the community was so tight and everybody was just so fun and amazing and open and we learned a really important lesson was how each couple individually adapted their lifestyle to their relationship yeah, and there's no real right way to be in the lifestyle. It's whatever works for your couple, right? That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And But then we found out there was so few people who were open about the lifestyle yeah. that they could actually tell people. Because, you know, the best part about being in the lifestyle is that you have to be honest, right? That's what the best part is about being honest with each other. Yeah, and open and talking about everything. But then, fuck we got to turn around and lie to our family and our friends and our co-workers and our bosses because it's really not acceptable to be a swinger out there and, you know... And tell would, people what we're and doing. And tell people, and people couldn't possibly accept what was going on, even though they could accept cheating, right? But that whole confliction between... Um, being in the lifestyle, which is so open, and then having to lie about it is one of the reasons why we decided we're just going to be open about our lifestyle to everybody. And we told our family and our friends and everybody out there. And it was amazing how we haven't lost any friends. We have no. a couple of friends who live vicariously through us. Um, and the conversations haven't really changed. People ask a little bit more um uh, intriguing questions, but you know, in, in in all honesty, after nine years, we still have the same friends, and um, oh, well, our family still uh, <laughs> yeah, is there. Family. They're still our family. But we understand that not everybody can be open and uh, about their alternative lifestyles because society is still not exactly coming to terms with everybody's type of sexuality. But um, I'm sure there's some swingers who also have had an awakening similar to ours. And they have to keep the secrets to themselves. You know, maybe one day the masses will be able to accept that swinging is okay. Especially when society realizes that swinging is consensual. And, you know, consensual couples do lots of fun things. 
and cheating in society should not happen. Right. You know, exactly. couples, people should do things together and talk about it. And there's nothing worse than the betrayal of cheating in a relationship. And yet somehow there seems to be almost um, the it's acceptance almost that cheating is okay and swinging isn't. Like, yeah. how wrong is that? Yeah. Anyways, one day that hopefully that's going to happen. But we experienced some really a, a type of sexual empowerment when we discovered the swinging lifestyle nine years ago. And that's when we realized that, realized that this lifestyle is really our true sexual realm for us. It so is. And swinging is what makes us happy and keeps our relationship so hot and spicy. And of course, you know, you don't have to be a swinger to experience sexual empowerment. Not really, no. But the most important thing is that you're honest with yourself and your partner and that you identify and accept your own sexuality for what it is, you know, without shame and des- and denial. Right. So this, this this is the sexy lifestyle, and we are Carol and David. And we're so excited to introduce our guest, Dr. Gloria Brame. She's an award-winning sex therapist, pioneering sexologist, blogger, and author of some awesome best-selling books, including Different Loving, Come Hither, and The Truth About Sex. Dr. Gloria Brame has helped millions of adults find inner peace, no matter how rare or extreme their personal struggles. Combining innovative techniques and unique insight, she creates solutions that are truly transformative. I cannot wait. I have not. It's been like weeks I've been waiting for Gloria to be on our show. This is so exciting. Gloria, thank you so much for being here and welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Well, thank you so very much, uh, both of you, Carol and David, because uh, just listening to you is really a boost because I agree with you so thoroughly on all the important points that you were making about human sexuality and the value of, I call it authentic, of being authentic to your sexual nature. You know? Right. And listen, yeah. when I was looking through your website, I devoured everything you have to say. You're like an amazing writer and everything you have to say just gave me goosebumps. So I really feel we're kind of on the same page here. Awesome. So we've always been so excited to have you. So well, tell us a you. little bit about your background and, and how you started in this whole story that you have behind you. <laughs> Which one, the personal journey or the professional yeah. one? Why don't you start with that personal journey that you talk about when you first discovered that BDSM community and uh, when you You know, it it really went back further because I knew even in my teens that I was different from other people. Okay. I I knew, for example, I was never a very, I didn't believe in monogamy the way other people did, even as a kid. I didn't understand the point of like, there's just this one person and you can only sleep with that one person for the rest of your life. You know, because I always felt like, you know, one person is great to be in love with, Mm -hmm. but why do we have this inhibition that we can't, you know, I mean, we share conversation, we share food, why can't we share sexual fun with other people? Absolutely. You know, so, I mean, I realize it's a big moral point for a lot of people, and I certainly am not. Uh, opposed to monogamy. I mean, I think it's wonderful for people who are wired that way, but I think a lot more people are wired actually to be, let's face it, very sexually curious and curious about all the different opportunities in the world for sexual pleasure. And so, there are so many there are so many options out there. Oh my gosh. It, you know, it's 
It's as varied as the human imagination is. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And way back then, you had the idea that monogamy was not exactly for you. But did you voice your opinion at that time? You know, I didn't feel really empowered to at the time. You know, I always kind of kept my, you know, like I might juggle a few different boyfriends and they didn't know about each other. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, it wasn't cheating because I, I wasn't in a, you know, committed monogamous with any of them. And right. then I would get into a committed monogamous relationship. But after a couple of years, I'd be like, why? Why did I lock myself in? Now I'm, you know, now I made that commitment and I have to keep that commitment or I'll feel so terribly guilty, you know? Right. But at the same time, like, oh, my God. But, you know, I, I could I just, you know, I just like to sleep with that one person one time, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this other person, is it, you know? And, but that doesn't fall in. So, no, I, when I married my current husband, um, who I've been married to for 28 years, uh-huh. I told him. I mean, actually, him and my previous husband. I included it in my wedding vows. I mean, not formally in front of the the cleric. But right. <laughs> you know, it was part of the package. I said, I just, I just don't feel like I'm a monogamous person. Mm-hmm. And how you did know? they react to this? They accepted you for who you are. In both cases, the first one, yes, very reluctantly, and then he promptly tried never to think about that again. <laughs> and I mainly stayed faithful till you know the very to the bitter end. Um, but um, with this husband, he was like, huh, well, okay, he was a kinky guy, and uh-huh. he had always thought of marriage as a monogamous thing, but after a year or two, he realized that he, too, was missing <laughs> more stimulation. You know, when uh-huh. those honeymoon hormones yes. wear yes. off uh-huh. after the first two years, you know, you're, you're still young and, and eager. And horny, for sure. Right. I'm eager for variety. And maybe you haven't, you know, I would tease my husband because I had a lot more sexual experience than he did. And I would say, well, you have a... uh, a V deficit, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we we understand that um, as you have um, grown over the years, uh, Mm -hmm. you now live in a very unique type of relationship. Right. I am still a free woman, even though I'm, you know, even though I am married and committed for life to my incredibly wonderful husband. Um, But basically, like you, I never have to cheat. And I never have to hide and I never have to lie if there's somebody, you know, I'm older now, so it, it really takes a lot for me to be interested. But if there's somebody I'm really interested in, you know, I feel like a, an emotional connection with, right. um, then I am free to have a relationship with them. And in our home life, we live as a triad. Oh, uh, there are three of us here, my husband a woman I call my wife, though not officially, and me. And we've been a triad for 16 years. Wow, Wow. so cool. That is awesome. And we're super happy. And she's bisexual. And my husband and I primarily identify as sort of heteroqueer. You know, <laughs> okay. Yes, that's cool. We, we don't, we're not into labels, so we get it. Yeah, you know, he's very hetero, more hetero than me, I would say, you know. But, um, mm. you know, I... I have a lot of things that I, I, I enjoy doing with women, too. So 
So, um, so is she also shares your husband? She's yeah. She um, okay. So she's bisexual as well. She's bisexual, right? Okay. Now, when you started off and you discovered this BDSM community way back in your your own personal history and your growth, mm-hmm. and you were you talk about it in your website how you had to be keeping that secret from you weren't sure how to connect your two different types of personas. It, it how was did you two deal different with people? I felt you know. It was and two different people because separately? one person was um, always, you know, politically liberal and progressive, but fairly socially conservative. I was not one to flash much boobage or, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I constantly went to school, you know. I was, like, really right. nerdy, so I was in the academic world and... Stuff like that. So I had a fairly, I would say, very mainstream, slightly conservative by today's standards kind of adult life going on, Mm -hmm. you know, with a full-time job in a very straight industry and a relationship with my very conservative parents and all of that kind of stuff. And then I realized it was more like, it wasn't like I never knew. I just didn't realize there were other people like me. Uh, yeah, I for sure. That was like our awakening of uh, finding right. out about swinging. Yeah, it was like, I knew I liked that stuff, but I always figured that other people who like that stuff must really be screwed up or something. <laughs> 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 you know, something is wrong with them. Why the would they, you know, even though that's what I was masturbating to all the time and occasionally shared with a boyfriend who seemed open-minded about it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I did experiment a little with bondage or a little bit with spanking with various two or three different boyfriends, you know, that kind Mm. of thing. But um, they had to be very trusted partners, right? you know, because I didn't want anyone else to know. All right. You know, it's great that you brought up masturbation because we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But we're Mm going to ask you to hold that thought. Um, we're going to remind everyone that this is the Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David, and that we're talking today with Dr. Gloria Brain about sexual empowerment. Now, let's take a short pause, and we're going to continue our discussion about sexual empowerment right after this. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. 
It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle and we are Carol and David. Today, we're talking about sexual empowerment and what it means to accept our own sexuality without shame or denial. Dr. Gloria Brame is with us here, and uh, she's the author of many wonderful books on various topics about sex that help people to understand more about sexual diversity in this world. Now, let's talk about exploring sex in a positive way so people can accept themselves and their authentic sexuality. And, you know, it's all about finding happiness in life. Um, Gloria, we read on your website that you do this workshop that's about reawakening your true erotic potential. And I find that so fascinating. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do in your workshops? Yeah. You know, um, I'll introduce it just by saying that one of the most empowering things for me personally was discovering that there were all these other people who were just normal, wonderful, loving people who had already given themselves permission to explore. And that really opened a door for me. And in my work over the last 30 years in the area of sexuality, what I've discovered is that for a lot of people, the first door that hasn't been opened yet is for them to really be connected to their own sexuality, to really be connected and understand how sexy they really are and how sexy they were meant to be biologically. You know, because that's how people are born. That's part of humanity. We are right? all, you know, our brains actually really want us to have orgasms. Our <laughs> brains are set up for that. You know, if you're talking about the, you know, the biomechanics and how orgasms work and all of that, orgasms are one of the healthiest things anyone can do for themselves. I often joke they're healthier than brushing your teeth, but it's <laughs> true because. Your whole body and all is your whole body is connected to your reproductive system. Yep. And your reproductive system that means shares blood with the whole rest of your body and a lot of functions with the whole rest of your body, including cardiovascular health. So your body, when it's born, it believes that it's gonna have a whole lot of sex. And mm-hmm. biologically it's prepared to have a whole lot of sex. Women have tons of eggs. Men, when they get to adolescence, develop the capability to produce, you know, hundreds of, you know. Millions. Let me think. I guess tens of billions of sperm in their lifetime. (laughs) It's a lot. (laughs) I think it's something like a billion sperm a year or something like that, or something crazy like that. Mm -hmm. You know, and always fresh. Men can always produce a fresh batch of sperm. So... What does this tell me? You know, we wouldn't have that capacity 
if we're supposed to hold it in for that, you know, once a month Saturday night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my goodness. You're absolutely right. And all the science over the years has been pointing to the fact that, like, you cut your risk of heart attack by 50% if you have orgasms three times a week. And you cut your risk of prostate cancer if a man has orgasms five times a week. And you reduce your risk of stroke by 40% through mass, you know, through orgasms three times mm-hmm. a week. And I'm just saying orgasms because really it can be from masturbation. It can okay. be from being with somebody you love. It, it really, as long as you're happy when you're having your orgasm, you're going to have a good orgasm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's true because yeah. shame and guilt are the opposite of sexiness. And that's and what a lot we're of taught, people, unfortunately. Right, and so like my empowerment series really goes into how people form these negative ideas about sex in the first place and how important it is to break with what probably was your toilet training. <laughs> you yeah, mm-hmm. way because back I then. really think like when we're toilet trained, you know, it breaks something in us. It, it teaches us not just to poop in our pants, or pee in our pants, it also teaches us that that whole area is icky and dirty and germy. Yes, so a lot of people, from- you see it a lot in women especially, you know, they draw a line around their waist and they put that whole part of their body in this completely different zone. They disconnect mm-hmm. from it. So I was lucky because I didn't get a lot of negative messages growing up because my parents didn't even talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I felt like it was a big, terrible secret. But at the same time, nobody told me that one kind of act was was perverted as opposed to another kind of act. Or, you know, I didn't hear my parents criticize homosexuals. Okay, Mm -hmm. good. Right, you know, so I didn't grow up with this feeling like, oh, my God, you know, they're doomed and going to go to hell or something. I felt like, huh, interesting people. I'd like to know more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That kind of attitude. And that, you know, by being open in those ways, I was able to have a diversity of experience. And through the diversity and because I didn't censor myself or inhibit or stop myself, from going after sex that looked awesome, you know, um, I learned an awful lot about myself, about the things I really liked, about the things that I didn't like, about different places in my body that you could touch that weren't just between my legs, Mm -hmm. you know, about how long it takes me to get an orgasm and what kind of feelings I need to have to get to that climax and whether I need somebody to say dirty words to me and, you know, (laughs) the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. And most people never do that. And it's sad to me. It is, it is. And, you know, that's an absolute great segue into our next segment. So we're just going to remind everybody that um, this is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David. And this segment is brought to you by B-Vibe. B-Vibe is a premium collection of healthy anal sex products founded by the certified sex expert, Alicia Sinclair, who's going to be on our show in the next upcoming weeks. So she's going to explain how to spice up your sex life by adding a little bit of anal play 
to your regular routine. Oh, yeah, we love it. So remember to go to our website, calandavid.com, to find out more about the line of Bevibe premium anal products. So May is Masturbation Month, and it is so appropriate that we have Dr. Gloria Brain with us. And we were just talking about, you know, pleasuring ourselves and doing what feels good and how important orgasms are. And so I'm going to open the floodgates here and say, Gloria, what are those unbelievable benefits that masturbation brings to both men and women? The best benefit is longevity. Oh, yay. That's a good one. <laughs> you know, the best benefit, you know, I, I, because I'm a sexologist, I really look at the medical research on all this stuff. And all the studies point to a better uh, whole body health profile if you're sexually active, and a better chance of surviving to a ripe old age where you can keep having sex. Because mm-hmm. people can actually sexually function in their 90s. As far We yeah. haven't done a study of people who are over the age of 100, but we have lots of documentation of people in their 90s who are still having orgasms. Well, well we plan on fucking till we're 90. Yeah, that's there exactly. you go. Talk about you know? that every day. <laughs> that right. is our goal. So the other benefit, uh, not, the next benefit of masturbation is that it's the best, you know, it's the first act you'll ever perform. And chances are if you stay sexually active and outlive everybody, <laughs> you know, it, it may be the last too. act you perform. <laughs> like that. You know, and it's also great filler. It's filler for when you're between relationships. It's filler when your partner is away. It's filler when you just get an itch. And, and the basic we want to do it just to please yeah, ourselves, the, right? Right. Pardon? I mean, sometimes we want to do it just to please ourselves and have some me time, even when you have a relationship, even when absolutely. you're in a relationship. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, masturbating, if you feel good about it, if you feel positive about it, is really wonderful and self-nurturing and easy, as opposed to partnership, which can bring, you know, you have to talk, you have to do things, (laughs) you have to be nice. (laughs) Masturbation is just, you can be as selfish as you like. You know, mm-hmm. you can roll over and go to sleep on yourself. Nobody's going to be pissed at you. <laughs> now, now, you had mentioned earlier that you're in a triad, so there's three mm-hmm. of you in your house, and uh, obviously um, you guys all play together and have great sex together. Tell us a little bit about um, how the three of you um, have sex together, and, you know, how does masturbating work as a couple or in a threesome? Do you do you? We have no rules. In? We really go by when the mood strikes, when we feel like it, who's in the mood. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always that all three people are going to be in the mood at the same time. You mm-hmm. know, we're not and mechanical. We don't, no, we, exactly. you know, we've been together forever. So mm-hmm. there's usually... Since we do BDSM, there's usually some kind of BDSM, at the very least, let's say, aggressive flirtation. That may not lead to an orgasm right then, but is fodder for later or, you know, so that I would say kind of daily unless somebody is on a work deadline, you know? I mean... When you're three people, there's a lot of coordination that's involved. You know? now, now, when you're, when you're just there... But we love having time for all three of us. 
Right. Now, and when you're we- just there as a couple, does it happen that sometimes you just want to play with yourself and he or she wants to play with yours, herself? Absolutely. And is that something that turns the other one on? We may do it together or we may do it apart. You know, we're very, uh, very free. There's no pressure here. And because all three of us are great fans of masturbation, I hope they don't mind my admitting that on the air. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, we're perfectly fine if we flirt and kiss and get hot and horny and then finish ourselves off. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, yeah. You, you know, know Carol, because... and I, Carol and I were watching some porn last night, and, mm-hmm. you know, um, she um, said, you know, take out the lube and, you know, massage my pussy, but just massage the outside, you know, and, you know, massaging the outside gets all the blood flowing there. And That's while right. I saw her clit getting hard and her getting very aroused, I started stroking my cock, and the more I stroked my cock, it turned her on, and she got wetter, and, you know, we just kept going and going, and we, we ended up watching the whole porn, and we only watched 15, 20 minutes, but the rule was nobody comes, and then we decided, okay, the porn's finished, and then, you know, we, we finished each other, but it was such a great um, visual experience for Carol, um, and, and I felt her getting excited while I was just stroking my cock. Right. And, I mean, you know, we've done it all different kinds of ways, but I guess my favorite is kind of holding each other, doing ourselves, but also, like, kissing each other's nipples, you know, doing a lot of foreplay kind of stuff with each other's bodies, putting a finger in the bottom, you know, that kind of thing, so that you still have that feeling of connection and you're still kind of active, but you're still responsible for your own orgasm. But I had a question about women don't mm-hmm. have a prostate, so when we do anal play, is it supposed to feel good or is it just supposed to be that naughtiness in there? You know, it really depends on you and your anus. You know, every <laughs> anus is the same, okay? Um, a lot of men, you know, yes, you can reach to their prostate. You have to be careful because okay. it's a sensitive organ, but it's really about the tissue in the anus that's so incredibly sensitive and whether you can enjoy that sensation of something moving in and out. For mm-hmm. most people, it's uh, the reason it's so erotic back there is because all of that tissue really connects with all of the tissue in your genital region as well. Right. So really, and the it's, whole... it's all, you know, it's... Ref- referred eroticism, if you will. You know, it's scattering out sensations that can fill you up all the way. So some women can even come from anal sex. You know, it's best if you put a finger on your own clit, you know, or your partner does a reach around if you need the extra stem. But for some women, it's just the idea of it and Mm -hmm. the sensuality of it. Because our brain is our biggest sex organ. Mm -hmm. When your brain is thinking sexy, that's what's coming through in your exactly. play, right? Yeah. Right. And when we see that, I mean, Carol is um, a massive squirter. And mm-hmm. there's sometimes where she's just getting dressed and putting on her heels and knows we're going to have a sexy evening. And we'll just like touch her clit and she'll just squirt and, and it'll be all over the place just because of that, that brain. That from stim- the brain. Yeah. Exactly right. Because, excited. you know, and that's one of the skills in becoming, I can tell you guys are very sexually empowered, but, you know, one of the skills is, and I was actually had a client in my office today and I was working on this issue, is connecting your, your brain to your genitals. 
allowing that energy to flow, promoting your own body's excellent blood circulation so that you get maximum circulation in the groin. That's really what arousal is about, is getting a really strong blood flow into the groin. And that's a training. You can kind of teach that, right? Yeah. You can practice mm-hmm. it. It's a practice. Right. I have, like, perfect. in that series I'm doing, I have exercises that are just to awaken your genitals. It's not lewd or anything, but it's, it's really focused on how do you promote energy to your groin. And part of it is, you know, relaxing, learning how to deep breathe and put yourself into a state of relaxation because unlike you again, many adults feel really inhibited or feel a little uncomfortable when they're touching themselves at first, especially in front of a partner. I find that most couples do not masturbate in front of each other. And that's why the learn and the practice. Mm -hmm. And it always begins with self-healing. You know, (laughs) on the day when you say, yeah, I'm entitled to have all the orgasms I want. I'm entitled to have great sex. I am a sexual creature. I'm just connecting with my more primal energy, but it's not going to, you know, destroy my life as right. an accountant or anything, you know. Right, it's just right. going to give me a better time in bed with somebody that I care about. That, that's wonderful. We're just going to ask you to hold your thought there because we're mm-hmm. going to remind everybody that this is The Sexy Lifestyle and we are Carol and David. And we're talking with Dr. Gloria Brame all about how we should embrace our true sexual identity in order to find real happiness in life. And coming up next, it's our segment on Great Sex Matters. Um, now it's time for another pause. So stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You 
are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Call us at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David, and now for our favorite part of the show, where we get to talk about great sex, because... Great sex matters, and we all deserve it. Yes, we do. Great Sex Matters is sponsored by Malibu Strings Bikinis. That's my favorite micro bikini, and it's the sexiest swimsuits on the planet. Malibu Strings creates designs that are innocent in form, but daring enough to awaken the female body. Specializing in swimwear for the uninhibited, Malibu Strings has become our favorite swimwear. Check out Carol's photos on Instagram and on our website. And she just got a whole bunch of new ones a couple of weeks ago. So um, go check them out. So um, during that break, we... um, it wasn't long enough because we didn't finish masturbating. <laughs> that was a great segment with Gloria all about masturbation, and it's something that we're um, very much into. And let's just remind everybody, we're talking to Dr. Gloria Brame about the importance of embracing your true sexual identity. And for us, it's being swingers. And, you know, that's how we spice up our sex life. Absolutely. Uh, Gloria, I'm glad to have you back now. And we have this question that we didn't get a chance to ask you earlier. And it's a really big question. The question okay, is, I'm ready. for men, does size matter? For women, does size matter too? <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Actually, it does. Yes. But let me explain how it matters. Your best bet is a, what we would call a normal-sized penis in the range of four and a half to six and a half inches, with, a, with five being a great size. Okay. And, and why, right? I mean, everybody wants like, I want eight inches, I want nine inches, I got 12 inches for you, baby. You know, you know what? Those gigantic penises, some people can enjoy them, some people can accept them, especially if they can relax and train themselves to accept them. But for most people, for most women... They don't want sex to hurt, and a large member can either be impossible to get all the way in or can cause pain. And do you measure I have from the clients of the coming balls? to me all the time with that issue, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Okay, so they've got the too big cock, and then what about the guys that the cock is too small? Uh, they feel there is small. no such thing, really. I mean, unless you are really, you really have a medical anomaly of, of, a super small dick, they call it micro penis, <laughs> which is like under an inch when oh, hard. It's... You know, a vagina itself is only at when it's expanded for sex, three or four inches long, okay. maybe five. You know, in some women it's as much as seven, in other women it's as small as three. You know, it really depends on how excited she gets and how large she is on the inside. But when a vagina's at rest, it's tiny. It shrinks and shrivels like a cock does when mm-hmm. it's not hard. So okay. even a guy with a three or four inch penis can give a woman an orgasm because her most sensitive tissue is the tissue up front. That's where that's what's going to contribute to her orgasm. There's no such thing as getting an orgasm from the tissue that's deep inside your vagina. 
Okay. All right. Beautiful. That's why the the G spot is really like right behind your clit. It's all in the first few inches of the vagina, no matter how tall you are or how fat you are or how big boned you are. (laughs) It's still all within the first three inches. Mm -hmm. So any man of, you know, three inches and four inches up can satisfy. Where women can be dissatisfied is in girth. Oh, because, yes, exactly. Right. Because the wider it is, the more filled they feel. But again, right. you know, I'll tell you something. Only, this is a Kinsey statistic, only one-third of all women come during intercourse anyway. Oh, yeah, right. we know that. Carol, okay, Carol so loves you know coming that. with oral sex. Right. So is the pain, you know... I feel like we have a very patriarchal culture that made a that drives men and women crazy with this idea that a big dick is better. Because yes. if a big dick was better, we would all evolve to have the big dicks. Right. right. So and so they're now- not. So that's a normal size package. Really does matter because you can do the most with it. You can get the most penetration in the ass with it. You know. Mm-hmm. It, it, a woman can take it in if she's good at it all the way. Rather, I mean, I'm sorry, orally, because mm-hmm. yes. you know, you look at a really giant penis. How much goes in the mouth? Just the Not head. A whole lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just the head. <laughs> well, if you're a sword swallower, maybe. But for a lot of people, they really can't get much of it in just the first few inches. So right. You know. All right. So 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 now we've dealt with cock size. Okay, and we know that most of us out there are normal and that it's, it's going to work. So now let's talk about date nights. And they're a perfect time to relive the excitement and feeling of newness you had early on in your relationship. So, you know, let's tell people like right now, what two techniques can help get back that newness in their relationships if they've been married for 7, 12, 15, 25 years and it's getting a little stale? Well, the first thing that brings newness back is doing something new. Um, One of the problems that happens when couples stay together is they develop a repertoire and then they just repeat the same things. So if you remember back to when you were first starting out, new sex because the hole was new, the parts were new, the positions were new, it was all new and exciting and it was fascinating. So um, the first thing is to constantly grow and evolve. And that you know, means trying new things regularly. You know, just by, it doesn't have to be dramatic. You know, when I give advice to magazines, it's like, well, you know, what new places can you have sex? You know, <laughs> okay, but it's legitimate because really the difference between indoor sex and outdoor sex is huge. You know, a couple that's really bored with their sex life, they have it every single night in the same place, in the, in the bed, that's the only place. You know, <laughs> move it to some other location, even another well, spot the, in the house, you the know. The kitchen table. What? The kitchen table. You know, any place that feels funny, you know, that yes. makes you smile, you know, or, or, or gets you hot, obviously. You know, maybe, you know, on the darkened patio with the risk that a neighbor could, you know, with a binocular could see you or something like that. You know, anything to change the routine is good. But I think that's a, 
I think that's one of the reasons why the swinging lifestyle works for us because that newness we see in the new couples. That's right. Right. Exactly. So it can be, you know, obviously if you're polyamorous or otherwise non-monogamous or you're in the swing lifestyle, you know, that is the joy really is that you are constantly open to the possibility of a new joyous orgasmic experience. Because you are constantly getting all this, you know, when you're in a monogamous couple for a long period of time, you're dependent on each other. So what happens? Well, you can't be a new person, (laughs) you know, and maybe you don't even want to do new things necessarily, but you need to include variety as a staple. You need to switch it up. Exactly. And I know you have a book that's called Sex for Grownups, and you have some really good advice in that book. Can you give us, our listeners, some maybe some advice, advice they could take home and, and try something new, a sex tip from your book? Or many well, sex tips that, that they can that do tonight? That book is really about embracing what's authentic to you. Okay. Whatever, you know, you don't have to stick a label on it. You know, people get hung up on labels. You don't have to categorize yourself if you don't want to. But at the same time, you know, human sexuality by nature is much more diverse. And that's what that book is really about. It's really dedicated to sexual diversity in all of its forms. You know, it's like whatever people told you, this is the only way you can live. No, go read your history. You know, I give examples in the book. Other times, other cultures, other places... People, you know, their assumptions are 180 degrees away from yours, and they think that's what's right and moral. So, you know, don't become a slave to traditions that don't work for you. Right, and in your book, book, you talk about some things, some um, points, like kick things off vertically. Like, what what exactly can a couple do to, to do things vertically? I'm sorry. Well, you, you had an article, it was, it was an article that you wrote about some sex tips about start up vertically. In other words, don't just jump into bed and get going there, like some oh, foreplay. Well, I'm a great believer that if it's not happening in your head, it's not going to happen in your body, not for the long term. That it, it's about keeping the passion going and keeping that spark going is very difficult. I can, you know, attest to that after 30 years. But again... You know, it's about feeling totally connected both to yourself as a sexual human being who makes the conscious choice to know joy in your lifetime. That's really what it's about. Do you want to experience the most blessed kind of pleasure that you, your body is capable of experiencing? Then you have to make a choice that you're going to explore that pleasure. And the second part of that is pick a good partner. It doesn't have to be somebody you've known for 30 years, you know, but pick somebody who really makes you feel enthusiastic about the experience you're going to have with them and let it percolate in your brain, you know. Don't just, you know, I think what kills most couples' sex lives is this feeling of duty, you know, or this feeling of like, let me just get it done and be done with it. You know, mm-hmm. rather than seeing that, no, that, that's, a, that's really a perversion of what sex is about. It's not a duty, it's a joy. About and pleasure. 
and a pleasure. And so it's up to each individual to frame it that way, to choose to see it as a joy because it's so healthy for you. And it's Great. so much the glue that can bind people together for life. And in one minute before we wrap up, can you tell us a little bit how important dirty talk is to that sexual experience? To me, I, you know, uh, I feel that it's your primal voice, that there's nothing really dirty about it, and that it's very natural for human beings who are chitty-chatty all the time um, to make a lot of vocalizations when they're aroused. You know, everybody, you know, moans or screams or grunts. I mean, there are noises that people make because they can't control those noises. Mm-hmm. I think I want to teach people how to take control of those noises and have power of them over them and turn them into erotic language that turns your partner on in bed. Mm-hmm. And make I don't think work. there's anything dirty about that, even if you do use dirty words, yeah. you know, because... You're speaking from your sexual desire to another person who desires to hear those words and receive so those it, kinds of affirmations, if you will. Yeah. It's really, you know, we talk about it all the time, another form of communication with your partner. Yeah. Telling them it feels and I know, I know people get scared of words, like if you said to somebody, oh, you're, you're such a hot little slut, and they'll be like, don't call me a slut. You know, <laughs> I mean, I recommend that you, you know, you... you negotiate any terms or if you have any hot buttons you say just don't use that word in bed honey you know but that otherwise you know in that moment of passion you can be whoever you want yeah i love you know if you want you know if if that's what works for you or you know bdsmers were great at that you know because in the moment oh i'm your slave forever you know after it's over maybe not so much (laughs) 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 you know it depends on the couple you know but for some people it's you know it's about being in the moment of sex and just letting your own primal voice come out you know not being ashamed of your, you know, being able to, you know, there are people who go to bed and they don't even use words for genitals. They just do it. <laughs> yeah. They never yeah. say my pussy or my cock or your cock or, you know what I mean? They yeah. just, you know, just they never it. use those words. And because they don't give themselves permission because they think it makes them naughty people or sinful people somehow. Whereas I say, you know, that's, Everything is permitted, everything that's loving and consensual is permitted in a sexual context. Absolutely. What, what a great way to end an amazing show. Um, oh, thanks. Gloria, uh, it was just so amazing, such a great and insightful discussion about thanks. sexual empowerment. I appreciate it. This is, as you can tell, this is my mission. You know, my it mission is. is really to clean up sex. And make people see, you know, there's nothing dirty about it. You know, it's dirty people with their dirty minds who make it into something dirty. In fact, it's clean, natural, and your brain wants you to come. And beautiful. (laughs) And staying happy and healthy. You know what? So thanks so much uh, for being here, sharing your stories and and advice. Um, Can you take a minute now just to tell people how they can reach out to you? You know, um, because I'm on a mission, I relaunched my website as sort of like a giant sex educational feast for anybody and everybody who's not super binary, meaning 
you know, people who like anal sex or people who like oral sex or whether you're gay or straight or bisexual or transgender or whatever so your what's interest your website might called? be, you know, I'm going to offer things for you, and it's all going to be based on actual science, not just mm-hmm. my opinion, but what actual studies have said and what my 20 years of being a sex therapist have taught me. So come one, come all, and enjoy. I offer a lot of free stuff, and if you would like to support my mission, which I hope you will, um, you'll download some of my audios and follow my clinical techniques to reawaken your eroticism, um, empower your sex life, and many more audios that will be coming up. We're still, uh, I'm only three months into it, but by the end of the year, I hope it's going to be packed. Great. And and we're going to carry some of that stuff on our website, calendavid.com as well. My website is just gloriabrame.com. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, that's great. So thanks again, and we just want to sum up that we we really learned a lot today. We learned about how we feel about our own sexuality, really affects our outlook and our happiness in life, and and how important it is to discover and and accept. Yeah, and really accept our own sexual identity, whatever it might be and whatever it might entail, without shame, without denial. And and whether you disclose your sexual preferences to your friends and family or keep it to yourself as, as in, a, in a couple, you know, it's so important to accept and embrace with your partner and their sexual identity and how it creates that intimacy and passion in your relationship. Yeah, and although our society has made progress towards accepting the alternative lifestyles, there's still a long way to go, but we just need to talk about it. Open up that dialogue and start talking to everybody, whoever you can, and that's really how it's going to be. Right, and there's no right or wrong way to enjoy your sexual pleasure as long as you're open about your needs and you work with your partner to achieve that mutual satisfaction. You know, there's lots of different ways to spice up your sex life so just let your imagination go and and you know try something new today and try something new today and what do we always say great sex matters and And you deserve it well that's our show for today a big thank you to our amazing special guest dr gloria brain for her wonderful insightful advice about sexual empowerment and a special thanks to everybody out there for listening Remember to visit our website at carolandavid.com. Join our Vanilla Twist travel group. Book a trip with us. We're going to be at Trapeze on May 20th in Atlanta. Nadia in Orleans, July 5th to 9th. Nadia in LA for the couples cruise. and uh, Go to our website, carolandavid.com, or even send us an email at askcarolandavid.com. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 